So we all know summer is approaching, which is very exciting. Warmer days are coming. Um, so fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. You can meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-created meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have a new flavor to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like shrimp and blackened salmon. Keep your kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up, which Lou hates to do. I do. I hate cleaning up. <laughs> Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage your calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well and balanced, which just makes cooking and meal prep easy at home. Not that you're cooking or meal prepping, they've done it all for you. Head to factormeals.com slash common50 and use common50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off for your next month. That's code common50 at factormeals.com slash common 50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back. We have a very, very, very exciting guest on today. Our second guest of the season. Is season, it? Yes, season three. Well, this is our great friend, Dr. O. Am I allowed to say your full name? You have the most iconic name I ever. I hate my name. O'Neill Palmer. Ugh. <laughs> I love that Ashton was like, wait, this is so rude, but I don't know his his actual name. We were I trying to Google it because we felt rude not like calling I you like. Just- I like that though. I like that people don't know my name. Okay, well, we'll we can we can always cut out your real name if you want. No, to you keep can it. keep it in there. But I, I, I like... think it's such a good name, O'Neill Palmer. Yeah, it's cool. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> I kind of have two last names. <laughs> Wait, actually, yes, you do. Yeah, they always fuck up my um my like travel documents. Oh my god, because they don't know which, which name one's is, which. Yeah. And Palmer could no, it can't no, really Palmer be a first is name. a last name. Clive Definitely. Palmer. <laughs> it's like an Australian. And people ask me about Irish. They think you're Irish? Because O'Neill's like an Irish. Oh, yeah, surname. true. Yeah, O'Neill, O'Reilly, all the O's. <laughs> so, Dr. O, as we Yo. as we call him, is a very talented. Would you say a key, is it a keys player, but you're like on the synth as well? Yeah, you do a piano, bit of everything. synth, like. Piano, synth. Keyboard player, whatever you want to call Why me. Why don't you give us a run through of who you are and you'll be able to tell And your it story, your background. Where you're from? Uh, well, what hi, do? I'm Dr. O, <laughs> a.k.a. O'Neill Palmer. Uh, I'm from Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, RVA, and I live in L.A. been doing music my whole life, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some really cool people, 
I'm like. grateful. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my short backstory. And we met Dr. O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. O'Neill. I love it. Yo. Dr. I'm, I'm, I'm going by that for now. I'm living off three hours sleep. It can't be O'Neill. It has to be Dr. Dr. O'Neill. That's kind of lit. We met Dr. O in Budi, which is Budapest. Budi. Which is yeah. so, how random that we met in Budapest. I know. It's like, who are they? Why are they here? Yeah. <laughs> like, Why are they going in our crowd? Well, do you know where we ran into each other at? Oh no! It, uh, um, Nobu. Nobu. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were you and Tay, DJ Tay was making us do fucking sake shots. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, dude. That <laughs> day we ate Nobu. I mean, that week we ate Nobu like six every times. Day. every day. That's what gets yeah. Us breakfast, in. dinner, and lunch, sake. Yeah. So we all met because Asho is really good friends with Gaynor, who is an Australian dancer, and she dances for Justin Bieber, and that's. Justin was playing in the Get Festival. And so we went to go catch up with Gaynor in Budapest, met Dr. O, met DJ Tay. We met the whole band, which uh, Dr. O is part of We The Band. Yep, We yep. The Band. Shout out we to the, the guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just kind of ended up going out that night to a club and yeah, you guys were having like a little kick on after party and we, that was so much fun. We, we just, just danced, danced all yeah, night. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. And then we watched you guys perform the next day Yeah, at the yeah. festival. And then I ran into you recently in LA at mm-hmm. DJ Tay's award dinner thing. Yeah, yeah. And then now Dr. O's in London and he's on tour with Steve Lacey. See. So See? we uh, went and watched him do his thing last night and we were like, you have to come on the potty and talk about – your life because we got chatting and you've lived like equivalent to a 60 year old person's life. In my opinion, your life is very crazy. <laughs> so Damn, 60, that's wild. I think so. Like with the amount of touring you've done, but also you, uh, you got married at 19 yeah, and yep. you have an eight year old daughter. Yes, I do. And you went and run us through what it was like being married at 19. Like what was, what was going through your mind at the time and looking back, how do you feel about it now? Um, well at 19, definitely thought I was, I knew who I was. (laughs) I thought I was so mature and I thought like, let's do this. Like, um, and I mean, later on I found out like, I'm just a kid. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but, you know, me and my girl, yeah, we got married 19. She was 18 and wow. still in college and stuff. It was cute because, yeah, we did a cute little wedding. It felt like we were playing house. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like, wait, did you guys used to watch Rugrats? Yes. There, one of my favorite episodes was when they like had a little playhouse and they just acted like they were adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was us. I feel like to this day you're like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to stay like that. <laughs> um, Wait, and how old are you now? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. He's a Virgo. Yeah. But yeah, it was it's cool. You know, we um definitely did a lot of growing together and. Had our baby um, shortly after getting married and went through college. I started touring shortly after. Uh, I think it was years of my marriage. And, and then it was after my daughter's first birthday. Um, and, like, we've learned a lot together and grown so much. Like, um, became best friends. Like, continue to become more best friends. And we um, learn more about each other as we um, time goes on. Um, it's cool. 
Yeah. Mm. And you would ha- like, do you find it challenging within the relationship because you're touring so much and having, yeah. having a kid as well? Like, how do you kind of juggle your career with your family life and your own, like having time for yourself? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always an adjustment, honestly. Um, but as long as like on both sides, there's understanding, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, my wife, she, you know, like sometimes I'm like, Hey, um, I just got off the road. I just need like a couple of days to just get back into like what normal life is. Yeah. Cause that that's constantly changing for me. And then on her end of it, it's also like, Hey, well, I'm also, I've been here this whole time. So just like, mm-hmm. you know, be, be helpful. Make sure like you're considering me as well. And you know, it's, as long as we communicate and just have understanding for each other, like it, it's not bad. It can be bad though. Um, if that's not present, you know, mm-hmm. and there's been times in the past where, you know, one of us wasn't seeing the other side, you know, so yeah, that could cause, t- cause tension. Um, not as much anymore. Cause yeah, we've, we've just grown a lot. Yeah. We've grown a lot and, um, it is tough. Like I remember when I was touring, my daughter was so young that it wasn't really a thing for her. Like when I left, but now like, she's definitely she's like, like, where are you going? Yeah, it's a lot more like, man, I want you to stay home. Yeah. And it's like, it's a different feeling um, now that she's a little older and more aware. Um, but I'm sure she's like, I have the coolest fucking dad in the whole world. Like showing yo, everyone at school. She does that yeah. at school. She's telling everybody what I do. I'm like, oh my God. I would be flexing that so hard. I'd be like, honestly, no one's got anything on me. Like I've got the coolest dad. Yeah, my dad too is. Um, I wanted to ask you though, how did you actually get into music? Was it always a passion of yours when you were younger or did you just have a natural skill or what's run me through that yeah i um so i grew up like my dad was like a pastor in church and stuff and i was the youngest child and i just grew up watching my my dad well when i was younger he was like the only pianist at my church he wasn't that good but (laughs) um he was he did what he had to do and like when my middle brother when he turned probably like eight like he was good enough to take over. So he was playing in church and my oldest brother was playing drums. So I was just the youngest and I just kind of just watched them. And um, we had a little piano in the house and I would just noodle around and found out that I could play something. Um, it's kind of been natural. Um, but like, I remember when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a drummer, mm. but my oldest brother never let me touch his drum set. Uh-huh. And I used to literally like beg him, like, can I play and can I play in church? And he would always give me a hard time. Did you ever have a stepbrothers moment? Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> no, my life was literally stepbrothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally <laughs> put my nuts on his job yeah. set. <laughs> have you seen the movie? I, like, probably years ago, I'm like, guys, what's the yeah. stepbrothers Yo, me moment? and my brothers are like Brennan and Dale. Oh my goodness. No. Um, he notices like one of the drumsticks like slightly out of exactly. place. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's my drum kit. Dude, that was our life. Um... But yeah, I didn't really spend much time on drums and I all, I just kind of always knew how to play keys. So it wasn't until I was in like high school where I was like, okay, I got to stick with this because I'm kind of okay at it. So um, I just decided to follow that. And then I was like, oh, I want to go to music college. That was really bad in school. I was yeah. really bad. I mean, not like I was just like mischievous. I wasn't like, yeah, I mean, join the club. You know, yeah, it's I was like, like class clown. Yeah, like that person. And it's also hard when you're a creative because it's just like so not like yeah. to try and hone in on like easy. theory and stuff. Yeah. You just want to like run around and fucking bang drums. And exactly. Like, ah! Exactly. <laughs> and but when I got like, 
like around 11th grade, I was like, okay, I got to start taking things a little more seriously, especially if I want to go to college. So I straightened up then and decided I wanted to go to Berkeley, which people told me I wouldn't get into because I was just like, I wasn't Wait, the you best. Went to at Berkeley. Yeah, I went to Berkeley, had a scholarship. It's amazing. Um, I went there for like three years, three and a half years. Then I dropped out. When you were in school, what was your goal with music? Were you going to, did you want to like compose your own music and produce or did you want to like, you do produce now, right? Yeah, yeah. Or was it like, I'm going to tour with Justin Bieber, like kind of vibe uh, from the get-go? No, when I was in school, it was more so like, I, I wanted to do film scoring. Oh, uh, that was like what I thought I was going to come out of Berkeley doing. And I still like it, but that changed for me while I was in school. I started enjoying performing more because um, our school, we did a lot of like cool little shows, mm-hmm. like student ran shows. And that inspired me to, you know, get into, yeah, like the touring type of things. And I was like, okay, I want to go on tour. I would see, I remember seeing like some of my friends that came in like the same semester as me and um, they dropped out of like their first, second semester and went on tour with big artists. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. But I also knew I wasn't ready yeah. to do that yet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stick, stick, stick through school and just like, you know, get a little better and just figure myself out a little bit more. Good. And then when I'm ready, you know, I'll do it. And honestly, when I had my daughter... I kind of stopped going to school so my wife could go back to school and I was just like working and trying trying to find a job and well I found a job but it wasn't really that good and I was kind of miserable. What was so the job? I was uh cleaning up hotel rooms. Yeah. Yeah and it was uh yeah it was pretty shitty and like after like three weeks I just walked off of the job and I was like yeah. okay yeah. like I was like I was like I gotta make it in music first and if I don't make it in music then I'll go get a regular job. Yeah. And I remember flying out to LA to do an audition. And I was like, I have to get this gig. I was broke. And um, I was sleeping on my friend's couches, like just in LA for like two weeks. I actually missed Thanksgiving that year because I was like, babe, I have to stay here. I have to try to yeah. try to get this opportunity. And I ended up auditioning for uh, Megan Trainer. Oh. And when she was doing All About That Bass, all, all that, that stuff. Bass. And... I knew I got the gig, like I was confident that I got the gig and so I did it, went home and got a call back like shortly after. And then, yeah, I went on my first tour with her and that was when I first went to Australia, actually. Got to travel the world and just been doing that ever since. So my question is, you have traveled and toured with some really big names and with that would come really crazy experiences and crazy lifestyle and just, a lot of highs. How mm-hmm. do you go from that to then just going back to normal life without like your dopamine levels just going up and down and out of whack? Yeah, what, what do you do How that do you keeps adjust? you grounded or what is your like self-care practices? I mean, for me, I don't know. I guess this would be considered my self-care practice. It's just sitting on my couch watching anime. Yeah. That's like anime? that's what I like to do anime? when I get when yeah. I get off of the road. I just wanna I just want like a week to just do chill. Nothing. I don't really want to see anybody. I don't really want to mm. go out. Um, I know earlier in my touring days, like when I would get off the road, because we well, I I drink a lot on the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, when I would get home, I would just like not drink for a while and just detox. you know yeah, kind of detox. Um, now not so much because I don't know. 
Do you feel like a shift in your moods or in your dopamine levels from being on stage and then not being on stage? No. No? Not really. Um, That's good because a lot of people struggle with that. No, it's because sometimes I'm like, like, as much as I love performing, sometimes like, yo, like, I just want to be home and just be my bed. So it's like... I guess you've got the balance then because when you are home, you're not just going turbo mode, like going out and seeing friends. You're just actually spending time yeah. to like be with family and nurture yourself in that way. Yeah. And it's, it is just a simple way to do it, but it's still, that's what's effective for you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I just, I just like to vibe it out, vibe out, you know? Yeah. Vibe out. I'll, um, I like to barbecue, so I'll, I'll spend the day at home You sound home Australian. Alone. I don't know. You love to drink and you love to barbecue. I know. <laughs> you're in the wrong, you're living in the wrong Dude, country. like my, a day at home for me is like literally like, okay, um, waking up, watching anime, making some breakfast or something, cleaning the house, and then like randomly I'm like, oh man, I want to barbecue a steak. And I'll go to the store real quick, light up my grill and just make some steak in i've i've never understood barbecuing because i'm like why would you go to the effort of literally getting this big thing out that you have to fucking scrub to clean down when you just put it on a pan it's the taste though is yeah it's the, the taste. taste like i like to smoke like yeah. my meat so like over a wood fire oh my god and it gives you that smoky flavor Let's go camping together no that'd be fire that'd be <laughs> camping and you can cook all of these amazing. And we'll get Gaynor and the Aussie, all okay, the Aussies get the whole and we'll barbecue with a I would VB. Love that. You love beer. I love beer. Yeah. yeah, I love beer. An Irish whiskey. Guys, you gotta taste learned. my brisket. Oh, oh, I've never tried that before, but it's okay. so big in America. Like yeah. beef brisket. Yeah, and like like it's like a <laughs> Texas accent. I'll, I'll, whoa, that was horrible. <laughs> Uh, I was like, that was great. Beef brisket. Oh my gosh. No, that that's it? how I sound. How do you say no, it? You sound very southern. You're like, beef brisket. How say it in like a. Beef brisket? No, but you put a cute <laughs> accent. Like, I'm trying to do it like Texas. Yeah, southern. Uh, beef brisket. Anyways. Yeah, but no, like, it's like a. It's cool because it's like a 12 to like 16 hour cooking process. What? Yeah, I usually do it like overnight. So I don't get a lot of sleep when I make it. But it's totally worth it. Wow. It's not like barbecuing is therapeutic for me. Yeah, that's like, say, like like if I wasn't doing music, I would do that full time. I would wow. open up a restaurant. I, mean, I still want to do it. Yeah, I'll open up a restaurant and just cook for people. Aww, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 your year to finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't actually help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. It's super convenient and helps you with actual conversation tips and tools so that you can learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. It can just give you that extra confidence when in a foreign country or a non-English speaking country. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash chaos. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash chaos, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash chaos. 
Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's been to this date the most pinch me moment that you've ever had? Mm. Or like career highlight moment where you were just like, wow, my younger self would just be like beside himself right now. Well, honestly, uh, for me, just like the fact that I work with the artist that I work, JB, mm. that's the, like that's constantly a pinch me moment. Yeah, because like, well, he's iconic. He's one of the biggest. Yeah, like, and he pop stars he was like, world. I remember being ba- being back in college, and I was like, I remember I first heard like the Purpose album. I was like, man, that's I really want to work with Justin Bieber. Yeah, and I literally said, I literally sat in my car and I said, like, I think I'm going to work with Justin Bieber. You manifested. manifested. Yeah, and I was with my wife, and she was like, you will, and. It's just so crazy now, like yeah, like just doing these shows, like Budapest and yeah. all the other other cities. It was it's just like pinch me moment, like right when I go on stage, like the I'm crowds like, cheering because the crowds are huge, yeah, like, and the production's massive, and yeah, and then my rows are to the side. We all looking at each other. We all come like, from different what? backgrounds and all had different dreams, and it's like it's emotional when you yeah. think about this. Like wow, we all came together and we're doing this. At the mm. highest level. And I think the nicest thing is with you guys as well, you can see the energy that you all have together as such a tight-knit mm. unit on stage and how it works so cohesively as well because you guys genuinely all support and love each other and it's, yeah. it's so nice to see that. And the energy and, like, watching you perform. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. You, like, guys, you have to see around it. And it's just, like, it's so infectious watching you perform because you can just tell how having fun. passionate you are and, like, you're just in it and you're there and really yeah. committed to it. So it's, it, yeah, it's really good, like, cool to watch. So much fun. It's, it's a, like a roller coaster. When, like, when, like, when we, like, go on stage, it feels like, you know, you're going up and then it's just, like, a constant... It's like you go in yeah. the loop-de-loops. Over yeah, over that's how it feels. Yeah. That's how it feels. And it's like, then the show's over. And I was like, damn, like. You'd be running on so much adrenaline. Yeah, so much. What about beforehand when you guys like do all the, the circle and like you hype each other up and you like, I guess you say a prayer. And yeah. Is, what, is that just like so, so beautiful and emotional every time? Oh, not for me. I mean, sometimes like. <laughs> I love the complete honesty. No, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, we do this. But, you know. Still cool. Yeah. I guess it would get repetitive. Like, how many shows did you end up doing? With JB uh, with or JB. just... JB. Oh, man, I can't count it. Yeah. It was a lot. It was about six months of touring, right? Yeah. And honestly, um, I mean, outside of the tour, like... The rehearsal. We've been... No, like, ever since 2021, we've been, like, just kind of rehearsing and doing video shoots. Like, we've been moving, like, since... Honestly, end of 2020. Yeah, because you guys were supposed to originally do the Changes album, right? Yeah. So did you learn all of those songs and then have to learn the Justice album? Yeah, kind of like, yeah, we had built the show for that tour. Yeah. And that ended up, I guess, not happening because COVID Maybe, and yeah. all that stuff. Um, but yeah, some of the Changes songs are on were on the um, Justice tour anyways. True. What cracked me up last night was when we were, I guess we didn't realize it was your first show of the Steve Lacey tour. And I didn't say this, but you were like, well, I hadn't really heard that much about him until two weeks ago. And then we quickly learned all the songs within a week. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, how do you, I guess you explained it to us yesterday, but how do you go about when you've got so much new work to learn? Like, do you just sit in a room? Like, what's your process to learn all the new songs really quickly? Um, For me, like the playing the music is not the hard part. Mm. It's just retaining it. Yeah. And like, yeah, just getting used to hearing this song over and over. So, um, you know, I just like, when I first got the call, I just, before I started rehearsing, I just would play the music throughout my house and just try to catch some of it. Yeah, I'll go touch my piano a little bit and try to play a little bit, but then I'll stop because, like, I can't, I'm not the type of person that can just work for eight hours straight. No. Yeah. I need to, like my, my, like, my brain moves too fast and I'm just, like, all over the place. So I have to touch it, take a break, go barbecue, go watch some anime, go touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep when I feel like it. Wake up. I like if if I if I choose sleep over work, I'll wake up earlier. I'm like okay, yeah. like this time let me allocate some hours to learning this music, and just over time it just becomes more natural. You're it's just not naturally gifted. I think is the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. but it is. I I am focusing a lot. It's yeah. in, like even if it doesn't seem like oh just eight hours of this like I'm focused like I have uh -huh. to like use my brain in a different sure. way um but it's cool it's cool and it's definitely um worth it once the show comes together like mm. last night was like the first time we got to play the show like from top to bottom and it felt so good knowing that like yo like we did this mm. you know we um, pulled it together yeah in two weeks yeah oh, well, you said one, one week. week crazy huh? like you pulled it together in one week yeah so insane Are you excited for tonight very excited yeah because now we track. shake we shake the dust off yeah so tonight is gonna be like do you yeah, get nervous anymore before you go on stage mm -mm. it's kind of just second nature now not too much not really um maybe if i'm doing like a tv performance yeah mm. for sure i'll if get nervous <laughs> like the grammys the grammys i was nervous oh god yeah i'd be i'd be that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be sure I was gonna say I'd be that shooting myself. And like something like SNL. Like, oh did you God. do SNL? I've done SNL. Because uh, that's live, no editing. Yeah. Oh, not that. Yeah, this me is out. a couple of years ago. I actually, like, kind of fucked up a little bit. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> would anyone notice though, or is it just you that would notice? Uh, someone that's paying attention may notice, but most people wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, of course. Like, wait, which one of you guys asked me last night? Did you fuck up? I think it was me. Yeah, yeah. she said, did you fuck up? Yeah, I definitely had some and little fuck And you were like, ups. yeah, and I was like, I would <laughs> not have noticed. <clears throat> All I could see was you jamming away and everything just, and no, there was not one. It was seamless. The whole That's thing how was, you make up for it. Like, if you're yeah. fucking up, if yeah. you sound like shit, just, just jam. Just jam. <laughs> Everybody's going to believe that you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually asked some of our listeners to write in some questions to ask you. Questions for me? Your listeners you? ask questions for yeah. little me? Okay, um, what's your favorite place you traveled to while on tour? Uh, wait, on any tour or this past tour? Any tour. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say this because it is true, and because I'm talking to two Australians, <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Oh, it's just the best. I know you're not from Sydney, but well, we lived there. We lived there. Yeah, it's Sydney. I agree. It is a great city. Yeah, that. But also Tokyo, Japan. Yes. Yeah. Um, Singapore. Yeah. Oh. Um, I haven't been to Singapore, actually. Dude, it's beautiful. What did you like about it? It's just beautiful. Yeah. I'm actually <laughs> so stopping beautiful. over there tomorrow at the you airport are? on my way home. 
No, it was beautiful, and I had fun, and I partied on top of Marina Bay Sands. You know, like the yes. oh yeah, oh, the infinity. That's where that is. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to party up there. It was fun. That's so cool. I mean, I like every place I go. Yeah, to. <laughs> don't discriminate. <laughs> um, what inspires you? What inspires me the most is it's hard. Hey, thinking of that on the spot. No, oh. what inspires <laughs> what, what inspires me is just like proving to myself that I can do it. Like yeah. that's always been my thing as a kid. It's like, even if I didn't feel like I was ready or even if I felt like I didn't have the tools to do the things that I wanted, I was like, yo, like constantly proving to myself that I am capable. That's what keeps me that. going, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like I can do anything if, as long as I believe in myself and yeah. as long as I put that effort in, I can do it, you know? So it's like Matthew McConaughey. He said, my hero is myself in five years time. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you have to be your biggest inspiration because only you can make your life what you want it to be. Exactly. You get there yourself. What's the best advice you've got from another artist? Mm, one. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I would just say, just be consistent. Yeah. Just like whatever you're working towards your sound, your, you know, your music, just be consistent and, you know, I feel like eventually like you'll get better or that fan that fan base will grow or whatever it is mm. like I feel like as long as you're consistent like you're not going to fail. Is there a specific uh artist that you look up to besides Future You? Future Me. <laughs> uh I'll say Lil Baby. <laughs> Lil Baby. Oh, I don't I don't That's so random. I just threw that out there. It's, it's not Lil Baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I look up to Justin. No, I really do though. He's like, like he's such a good person and just a talented artist. And he's really dedicated. It's inspiring to see like yeah. just how he works. Um, yeah. So I have a personal question. All right. Not as as a person. All right. That was good. That was a <laughs> good accent. He's actually not bad at that. Was the accent? Is we the band? So you guys are you like contracted or like you can obviously go off and do your own thing or did you form as a band? before the Justin Bieber tour or did you form as a band for the tour? I'm the newest member to the band. Right. Um, but they did form the band while on tour, uh, the Purpose Tour. Right. But everyone, like Harv, he's the MD. Um, like Harv and Tay, they've known each other for years. They they all had relationships with Sticks and Jules and, you know, just came together uh, over time and, you know, but everyone knew each other and, then um, I met Harv like six years ago before I started working with Bieber, and we've just been cool since then. And now, you know, he brought me on to the band like 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Um, so that's his, so that's JB's band. And do they work for other people too? Yeah, or, we all yeah. work with other people. Um, but are you? does he get dibs on you guys? Like if he's about to, like say if he goes and performs and he wants his band, does he like, all right guys. Yeah, yeah, JB, JB's priority, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know. Um, that's our bro and yeah, you know, we wouldn't have a lot of what we have if it wasn't for him, so. Yeah, I'm always interested to know how, how all of that how works. The dynamics work. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's cool. There's actually one more thing that we, Forgot to ask yeah, that we usually mantra. ask at the start. Yeah. Do you have a mantra or quote that you live by? The fastest gets paid and the fastest gets laid. Mm. I Wait, feel like that's that the opposite to. What does that mean? The f- um, the f- like slow and steady wins. Can you the race. elaborate, please? No, it's a Talladega Nights quote. Yeah. It was it was a scene where uh, uh Ricky Bobby's deadbeat dad showed up to school for like 
parent day, I guess, and he comes in on a motorcycle and like a like uh, just rocker like truck trucker vest yeah. type thing, and like he's talking to these little kids. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, the faster gets paid and the faster gets laid. And these kids are like, just like he was just like a really shitty dad, but it's 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 so funny. Um, but no, what do I live by? <laughs> I'm like that can't be it. Um, like just back to what I was saying earlier, it's not not saying, but I just really believe that like if you really believe in yourself and you really dedicate yourself to something, like like the universe will respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um. That's what I believe. So, yeah. and that's what I live by. Like, no matter what, you know, if I believe I can do this, if I believe I'm going to be a billionaire, I'm going to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And if I take those steps to becoming that, mm-hmm. the, uni- the universe will honor it. That's yeah. my thing, I guess. Yeah, that's a great one. That. Absolutely. If you want to do a podcast, take the steps and the universe will honor it. Yeah. And, and here you are. Here we are. Yeah. We are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I preface, guys, quickly that I am, I feel so bad. I sent Dr. O the wrong address. I sent him to the old Universal Music. So he spent an hour and a half, technically, in, in total, in yeah. the so car. So we're so cold, grateful. So cold, came on and today. He still came. And honestly. And you were a bit nervous, but you've spoken so well. Jesus Christ. You yeah. nailed it. And now you can relax Natural. and go get litty. Now you can add podcast go- to the resume, doll. Huh? You can add podcast to the resume. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you your next tour job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, really enjoyed yeah. having you in here. Super grateful. And remember, kids, the fastest gets paid, the fastest <laughs> gets laid. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>